Hey, y'all. Welcome back to this week's episode of Her with Amina Brown. And you know what I realized, y'all? I, several weeks ago, did an episode called Everyone Needs That Friend. And y'all know what? I actually had a part two to that that y'all are just now getting to hear. So I'm going to talk through the part two things, but just feel like feel like this came out shortly after the first one. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about Everyone Needs That Friend because I really enjoyed our part one episode and we talked about quite a few friends that you need in your life. So I wanted to name a few other types of friends. And then at the end of this episode, I want to talk about new friends because I think new friends are also important and it's important for us to give ourselves grace if we go through seasons where we may not be in a new friend's capacity, right? One friend that everyone needs is you need to come as you are friend. And I specifically mean a friend that you can have come to your house when your house isn't clean and that they are not so bothered that your house isn't clean, that they can't just sit down and hang out with you. You need a friend like that. You also probably need some friends who just are are very neat like that. You probably do need those people too. But you need even somebody who could be neat, but could come to your house and be like, I see that the floors need to be swept. I see that the toilet may not be cleaned all the way. You know, I see that it's dusty in here, but I don't care because I came here to see my friend. You need that kind of friend. And I appreciate those friends. You know, I, I try to be that friend to other people if I can. You know, I try to be like, I'm just come to your house. You know, we can kick it. We can light a candle. You know, like I'm not. Also, I'm your friend. I'm not worried about your house being spick and span for me. For me, in the way my husband and I are at our house, spick and span is a thing that we do for strangers. <laughs> spick and span is a thing you do for people you don't know. Once you know people, you just be like, look, you know what our life is like. You know what's been going on. Just come in, you know? And sometimes you have those people who they just love you. They see dishes in the sink while y'all talking. They want to get up and do a dish. I welcome them to do that, but it's not expected. You want to have a friend that can just come to your house and that they're not, I, I think what's underneath what I'm trying to say there is you want to have a come as you are friend because that's a friend that's never going to judge you based on what your house is like when they get there. And you need a friend like that. You also need a keep it real friend. And there there are a lot of layers to what I'm about to say here. Because I sometimes think people, you know, people take the keep it real. And, you know, we've seen how keep it real can go wrong. And I think there's a lot of layers to having a keep it real friend. I think one of the layers is you have a friend that you can have... that you can have really honest conversation with about uncomfortable topics, right? And I think we talked in the last episode that I did um, about this in the part one episode, I think we talked about having a freaky friend and that this can fall under the keep it real category. But I also want to say keeping it real with your friend like goes beyond sex as a topic, although that can be a part of it. But it could also be about I was about to say genitalia. (laughs) But I think I have a specific example I want to give here. You know, for my friends that also have breasts and also have vaginas, right? Like having a keep it real friend that you can say, hey, have you ever? And you can name them like some experience that you've had. Like I know that I have talked to some of my other friends who have breasts 
And I have been like, what's the deal with the boob sweat? What are you doing about that in the summer in the South? That's a keep it real friend. Someone that is not going to get like super uncomfortable with you saying these things. I do think it, I do think sex could be included there, but not in the same way as having a freaky friend. Like if you have a keep it real friend, like I know I have a couple of friends that, you know, they could call and be like, girl, what you been up to? And you could actually tell them, like if you were engaging in a sexual activity, (laughs) you could just drop to them like, yeah, girl, was just doing that. But anyways, I'm here now, what you up to? And they're not going to be like, uh, yikes or, you know, clutching their pearls. They're just going to move on. They're going to be like, okay, cool. You was doing that. You had a sandwich. Great. Okay. Things like this. I think that is a part of having a keep it real friend. I think on a more vulnerable level, having a keep it real friend is also someone that if you have something to say to them that's hard for you to say or that is vulnerable for you to say, that you can keep it real with them. I think that's the thing. When we think about a keep it real friend, you could be thinking about a friend you have who keeps it real. And that's a part of it. But you can also have a keep it real friend that you feel you can keep it real with, that you feel you don't have to not talk about this or that if you needed to bring that up to them. And I now at at what the kids are saying is my big age of 42. I have experienced a lot of life with my friends, my own things that I've been through, things that they've been through where We've needed to be able to sit down and say, this is a thing that's happening in my life. You know, for some of my friends, they needed to be able to say to me, my marriage is over. For some of my friends, they needed to be able to say to me, here's the struggle I'm having, you know, as a parent. For some of my friends, they needed to say to me, here's where I'm feeling pretty pissed off about my dating life right now. Or Here's where I'm feeling really disillusioned with my career and what that could mean for me financially if I make those choices. I think part of having a keep it real friend is, yes, you want people in your life who keep it real with you. You want people in your life that are not going to be afraid to tell you what you might not want to hear. You know, we talked about the fashion friend, too, in the previous part one episode to this. But, you know, you want to have a friend that can tell you if like the clothes you wear maybe don't look good on you, but they can tell you in sort of a loving way and help you like figure out how you're going to fix it. You know, you want to have some friends that can tell you when your lipstick color could be better, but not because they need to criticize you, not because they need to be backhanded and mean towards you, but because they want good for you because they love you and they have a way of sharing that with you that shows the love there, right? And you want to make sure you have friends that you can say it. You know, you can say it. And sometimes you're going to have some hard stuff going on in life. You're going to have to admit some things that are hard to say out loud to someone, but it's good to have a friend that you can do that with, that you know, if you had to call them and tell them this thing that's like highly inappropriate, they're going to be like, I'm ready. I'm listening. Tell me what's up. You know, you want to have some friends with history. And I, this is kind of an interesting one because I remember in my, In my 20s, I feel like my 20s was a decade for me that I felt the need for separation. Some of that separation was from my family. You know, I felt like I needed to separate, you know, from my family or from my parents in this way because I needed to define my own adulthood, you know, separate from them, right? 
And I think during that season of life, I also, I also just didn't necessarily see the importance of having friends that you have history with. Because sometimes, I think this is the trouble, right? That sometimes we have friends that we have history with, but that's all we have with them, right? We don't have current experiences, current memories. It's sort of like your friends, but you're friends with who you were when you met each other or you're friends with who you were in the past. And that is not what I mean when I say friends with history. I think it can be not so great when you have a friendship and all you have is the past. Because what if that's not who you are now? Or what if you're into some different things? Or what if you just want to have current experiences with your friends? You know, I think you have to watch it when you have friendships and all you have is history. If every time you get together, all you're doing is reminiscing on things that happened in the past, then you ought to ask yourself, do I feel like I can really be who I am now around that person? Do I feel like there's more to our friendship than just the past, right? So I think it's good when you have friends with history who are also willing to grow with you. And this does not always come in the same package, you know? I have some people that I would say are friends that all I have with them is that history we had. And for a short period of conversation or for a short visit, I don't mind reminiscing, you know, like I don't mind being like, oh my gosh, you remember when we blah, 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 after school and all, you know, like I don't mind doing that, you know, for a time. But at a point I'm going to be like, but I'm not 18 anymore, you know, or I'm not 22 or whatever age we were when we met, whatever age we were when we made those memories, you know, I want to know that you can be my friend today. And you can know me from back then, but you are giving me the room to become whoever I am today. And that is a package deal that when you get a friend that can do both of those things, that's a real, real gift in life. I am happy to say that I have a few friends that fall in that category for me, um, that we've been friends. I have a best friend that we've been friends since we were in high school and we have walked each other through all sorts of life, you know, but I know about her and I hope that she knows about me too, that I'm not holding her to the standard of who she was when we met. I want her to be whoever she is now. You know, I want to be whoever I am now and I want us to have both when we can. But I think the plus when you have friends in your life that are your current friends, that you can be yourself now, but you have this history with them. I mean, first of all, it gives a lot of amazing stories (laughs) of all the life, you know, that you've lived together over the years. But it also really brings such like groundedness to the relationship because you're talking to someone who knows you very well. And a lot of my friends that I would say fit in this category for me that they're friends I have history with and we've been able to grow together. We've been able to give each other the room to become, you know, whoever we're going to become. It's really hard to lie to them because they've known me a long time. You know, when you have newer friends, sometimes, you know, if you're not thinking about it, you can almost be like, I wouldn't say it's quite like reinventing yourself. You're being yourself, but you're sort of like just sharing this, who you are now. It's going to take them time to get to know like who you were in these previous seasons of your life, you know? 
And I can think of a really specific moment. Uh, and I feel like maybe my friend Salida and I talked about this when I had her on the podcast here. But I remember I had a Thanksgiving where I was really sad and just dealing with a lot of loss and grief related to miscarriage and stuff like that that had happened around that time of year. And three of my friends from college that year happened to come over our house for Thanksgiving. And I looked around and, you know, everybody was sitting at their different tables, eating food and playing cards and, you know, just like chilling how people do on a holiday like that. And I looked around and I felt so just, I felt so much gratitude. I felt so grateful that these were women that I had been in the dorm with, you know, these were women that we had, all of us, gone through a lot of transitions and transformations and some tragedy. And, you know, we, we'd we experienced all levels of things. And it brought me a certain kind of comfort that they were at my house that particular holiday, because even if I felt sad, I didn't have to perform happy for them because we had history like that. And they would never want me to do that anyways. They they had enough capacity to hold space for me, whatever I felt like, you know. Um, so I, I think it's good. Now, now I can say at this season of life, it is dope when you have friends that you have known for a long time, but you've been able to grow together. That's a very dope experience. I recommend. Another friend that everyone needs is a hobby friend. I maybe should start by saying that it's nice when you can have a hobby (laughs) because some of y'all might be like, can't have a hobby friend if I don't have a hobby. And I bring up hobbies here with no judgment, you know, because I think whether it's podcasting or conferences we attend or whatever, or social media, you know, we, we get a lot of prescriptive language from folks. You know, we get a lot of like, you gotta have this and you need that, you know. And some of us honestly may be in a place where we just, we don't have a hobby. We don't want one. We don't need one. Everyone doesn't have to have a hobby. So I want to give that caveat. But I want to say if you do have a hobby, I guess I want to speak to, I'm going to speak a little to hobbies for a minute before I get to the hobby friend. I think sometimes maybe hobby is a is becoming like an antiquated word, right? I know it's not something that I typically say in conversation, right? And if I were somewhere and someone someone were to say, you know, what are your hobbies? You know, hobbies always seem like stamp collecting <laughs> and maybe crocheting seems like it falls under hobby to me. Like it's it's always craftsy for some reason. When people say they have a hobby, it's bird watching, it's it's craftsy or it's nature-esque. And in my mind, you know, it's hard for me to imagine hobbies outside of that. But I'm using hobby just so it can be kind of like a a short form, you know, shortcut language there for us right now. But I think really what we're talking about when we're talking about hobbies, we're talking about the stuff that you do when you're not at work and when you're not doing things for other people, the things that you do because you love it or you enjoy it. What we would have said when you were in college, maybe what we would have said would be the elective. You know, if you're if your life could have an elective, then what would that be? You know, and I do think it's worth, even if it's not how I view a hobby, <laughs> just having like an a, somewhat of an extracurricular something that you do. 
And maybe you don't do it every day and maybe you don't do it every week, but having something that you're like, I do that and it's not my job and it's not me being with other people, you know, whether that's family or friends or, you know, whatever social functions, it's stuff that I do because I love it. I enjoy it, right? I think it's good to find that for yourself. And honestly, for me, like some seasons of my life, it's cooking and learning to cook new dishes that I've never learned how to cook before and stuff like that. That's a that's that's a hobby of mine. Watching reality television is also a hobby of mine. <laughs> you know, walking through antique stores, walking the aisles of TJ Maxx. Those are things that I would count beyond what my initial definition is when I hear the word hobby. What can be interesting sometimes when you you have your friends that you sort of have that deeper relationship to? And I think that's wonderful. And I think it's also good when you have friends that like y'all have been through all the stuff together. You've gone through the hard stuff. I feel like I feel like I'm learning with my friends to also make sure that we have time that we just kind of like shoot the shit. You know what I mean? We have time that we're not like, how'd that make you feel? Then what'd you say? Do you think that came from your family of origin? You know, where you're not just talking about the hard things of life, but where you can talk about some light stuff. You know, like I have a couple of friends that we love to watch the same reality TV shows. So we'll catch up and talk about, you know, maybe some challenges that we're having in life, some other stressors that may be going on. And then we'll be like, but girl, love and marriage Huntsville. And then we get into that. I think it's good to have a hobby friend. And I think that can look, you know, a lot of different ways, but it could be a friend that you have that maybe y'all never talk about super deep stuff in life. Maybe all y'all talk about is your hobby. And that is great. Every friendship does not have to be deep. It's good to have some friendships that are surface to mid. <laughs> and I and I I wasn't always of that opinion, okay? I was more like I don't see why I would want to have friends that I can't get like deep in life with them, you know. But now I'm like, yo, sometimes it's nice to just have a friend that you can talk to about furniture or whatever it is you're into, you know. So having a hobby friend can be really great because it it encourages you to continue spending time doing something that you love, but you also have someone to talk about it. And truthfully, you probably have something in your life that you really love or care about. And there may be other people in your life, other family or friends or whatever that don't care about that thing at all. And you're talking to them about this stuff you love to do and their eyes are glazing over because it's not important to them. Find you a friend whose eyes aren't glazing over about that. Find you a friend that when you bring that up, they're like, yes, tell me all the details. I want to hear it. That's what a hobby friend does. Everybody needs that friend. And I am going to close this episode by saying, everyone needs new friends sometimes. And I'm going to caveat that and we'll talk about that here. I think that new friends are important because I think I think it's good to open up your circle and meet some new people. You may gain some new perspectives. I also think what's interesting about having friends with history is that sometimes your 
friends with history, y'all y'all may go through the the phases or or different stages of life differently or at different times, or y'all may experience it where one friend goes through a certain stage of life and the other friend doesn't, right? So for example, you know, even if we talk about developmentally, right? Like you may be continuing to progress in your career. You may have a friend who isn't progressing in their career or has chosen not to because of other things that they wanted to commit their life to, right? Or you may you may be you may not be married and you may have a friend who gets married and because of the dynamics of their getting married, that may change some of the dynamics around their relationship. Obviously, this can also happen when people move to a different place. This can also happen when people have children and there's just that difference of like, well, you know, I'm living here and you used to live here. Well, now you live there, you know, or, you know, we used to like do these types of things in this way. We used to spend time in these ways, but now we can't because you have additional family commitments. Maybe you're caring for a parent. Maybe you're caring for a child. You know, all these different dynamics that we learn to grow together and find ways around and through as friends with history. But sometimes I have found when that happens, where, especially when it's a developmental thing, um, as far as like stage of life or or certain um, types of experiences like that, that sort of can kind of feel like, oh, this person is now having that experience in their life. I'm not having that experience. What does that mean? Well, sometimes that will mean different things for the friendship. Um, sometimes it won't. And you'll find new ways to hang out together or figure that out. But I also feel like when you can open yourself to new friends, that's also good because sometimes you may open yourself up to a new friend that may share the stage of life where you are. Maybe you're caring for a parent and most of your friends aren't, you know, and you love them and they love you, but they don't know the rigors of what that's like, you know, and maybe you have, you find a new friend that understands that because they're also caring for a parent or maybe you know, I know for me, career-wise, um, a lot of my really good and close friends aren't in the same career, you know, that I'm in. So there were certain things that we could just talk about as professionals, but I realized I needed some friends that also did something similar to what I do for a living so that I could share in that with them. For me, that took the burden um, off of my friends that may not know that much about my career takes the burden off of me feeling like, oh, why don't they understand? You know, um, it takes the burden off of them being like, wait, what's that? So how's that go? You know, and gives me the ability to have some new friends that know the ins and outs of my industry that experience some of the things that I experience as a professional. So I think when it comes to new friends, um, here would be the tips that, you know, I would give you. I think, I think, I think it's important to, when you are able to, to have an open heart to new friends. It does take that. It takes you having the ability to be open to getting to know other people, be open to them getting to know you to the time it may take to get to know someone, right? I think kind of similar to what, you know, we were talking about with the hobby friend, it's okay to not have to focus on the hard stuff when you first meet a new friend. It's okay that it's surface at first or for a while or whatever, just because you're not getting into the deep recesses of your upbringing and traumas you may have experienced and things like that doesn't mean that this couldn't be a valuable friend in your life. You know, I'm a person who 
I don't know. It's like I'm trying to describe myself here. I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm a person who wears my heart on my sleeve, but I can be a person who just gets right down to it (laughs) as far as like what's happening in my life. Like I really had to learn to practice with friends going more slowly, you know, with letting them get to know me and not feeling like, not feeling like, oh my gosh, I just met you and I really like our vibe. So now I want you to be in my life forever. I need to catch you up on everything that ever happened to me. (laughs) You know, like the friends you have that you have history with, you built that history slowly over time, you know, and give your new friends the same, give them the same sort of grace or margin that way. I do want to talk a little bit about what happens when you're in a season of life that you cannot do it with new friends. I think it was Drake who had a song called No New Friends. And when I first heard it, I was like, wow, why would he ever say that? And then I went through a few, I've I've gone through seasons a few times myself where it is a season. I mean, even actually, I would say right now I'm in a season where because of things that are just happening in my life right now, I'm not in a season where I can cultivate new friendships right now. And I do think seasons like that exist and that's not a bad thing. You'll have seasons in your life where you don't have capacity. You don't have capacity to get to know someone else. You don't have capacity to figure out how to kick it with them, how to fold them into your life. And I think it's important to acknowledge that and not feel bad or burdened that that may be true for you. Um, The truth is, I think if you meet a new friend that could be a great new friend for you and you're in a season right now where you can't be friends, if you have capacity to say, man, like I've loved getting to know you and talking to you, like we should hang out, but I'm gonna tell you right now, things is wild in life right now. Give me, you know, some time, I'll reach out. And if you are the friend on the other side of that conversation, try to hold space for the fact that people People are going through a lot. People are going through a lot that they may not tell you. People are going through a lot that they may not even have capacity to explain or tell you. And if you hear from a friend of yours, hey, like I'm going through this, I'm processing this, give me time. When I'm ready, I'll reach out to you. Let them reach out to you. Don't assume that because such and such amount of days, weeks, months have gone by that you have to kind of be the one to keep up with that. I've had some seasons where just even my mental health was in a place where I can't manage all the catch-ups, you know? I can't I can't do that right now for for new friends. I don't have the capacity for that at the moment. And so when I say I will reach out to you when I have capacity, I will, but I don't know when. I don't know if it's going to be 2 months or 6 months or, you know, and sometimes to be truthful, I've had some newer friends in life that what I was going through, I didn't even have capacity to say, I don't have space for this right now. Let me get in touch with you. You know, I think this goes back to what we were talking about in some of the earlier friendship episodes um, a few months ago in the podcast. Maybe that was several months ago now, really. We were talking about, you know, this idea that, you know, you're going to have times that you don't, you don't have the capacity to communicate those things. And that is sometimes how we either ghost friends or we have been ghosted and everybody hates to be ghosted. And plenty of people have, you know, possibly not so great reasons that they ghost. But I try to hold space for people that sometimes people are ghosting, not because they're bad people. 
Sometimes they're ghosting because they literally don't have capacity to tell you that it's too much right now, you know? So if you are not able to have new friends right now in your life, that's okay. That's okay. And don't put pressure on yourself. Don't do any of that. Don't do any of that. Just be where you are. Be in the relationships you can be in. Be in the friendships you can be in. And that's okay, you know? And if you're a person who was looking forward to that new friendship and you can kind of feel that the person may not have space or capacity, try to give them some margin, some grace. Try to give them that that bit of patience that says, hey, you know, we're friends. We're going to be in each other's lives, you know, like, and and I will say about this, you know, if if you have a friend, you know, especially a new friend and, you know, maybe maybe they're going through something and they may not feel comfortable to talk to you about it. If they say that it's okay for you to communicate to them, because if they tell you like, please let me do this, then let them. But if they have given you like, you might not hear from me. It's okay if you write to me, just have the margin that you may not hear from me, right? I have found that the most helpful text messages are ones that sound like this. Hey, been thinking about you. You've been on my mind. No need to respond if you don't feel up to it. Just wanted you to know you were in my thoughts. People that have sent me, especially when I was going through a really tough time, people that have sent me funny links and been like, thought thought about you when I saw this, wanted to reach out and send it to you. Hope it gives you a smile today. Again, with the no need to respond if you don't feel up to it. You would be surprised how much that sentence does for people. You would be surprised how much of a it could give to a friend that may be struggling at the moment. And if you're a person who likes to communicate like that, you want people to know you care about them, that type of message is, is, is I think, could be more helpful and better received than if you're, if you're always um, asking for something of them. Even if you are like, well, what you're asking is pretty simple. Even if you're like, hey, how are you? Pretty simple message, right? But if in my world, I'm super overwhelmed, I'm doing everything I can to survive, I'm trying to keep my head above water, right? I don't know how to answer that if we're new friends or if we're not, you know, close friends. It's better to say, hey, thinking about you, checking on you, what you wondering how you are, you know, no pressure to respond, no need to write back. Give people those things, you know. Um, part of friendship, interestingly, is cultivating that communication. It's staying in touch, doing those things. But sometimes a part of being a good friend is knowing when to give space uh, and when to hold it as well. So we did it, y'all. Everyone needs that friend. I am so thankful for my friends who are that friend to me. I hope that if there's someone that came to your mind or your heart, maybe you can reach out to them. Maybe you can hang out with them if, if your schedules allow but do what you can to be a good friend. Do what you can to, to make sure that the good friends in your life know you appreciate them. And as a great reminder, my therapist has reminded me of this as well. And also make sure that you remember to be a good friend to yourself. Talk to you later. Her with Amina Brown is produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions as a part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network in partnership with iHeartRadio. 
Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast.